I am sitting here by the Christmas tree, and the lights are beautiful, but not nearly as beautiful as the one sitting next to me. Aww. Rachel French, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I am so excited to be back on the podcast. This is fun. It's an annual tradition, it's and we're here again on the Noteworthy Podcast. Are you ready to talk about Christmas with me today? I'm ready. Okay, guys, it's going to be so much fun. We're going to answer some of your questions that you've submitted. Rachel, are you ready for that? I'm ready. And then we're going to be doing some Christmas trivia to see if oh Rachel is a Christmas genius. And then we've got some devotion for you. It's going to be an all-around noteworthy Christmas conversation. So Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Let's go. everyone will welcome back to the podcast and i'm so excited about today this is phase one of the christmas spectacular on noteworthy rachel how are you feeling about christmas and are you in the christmas spirit right now i am in the christmas spirit it has felt really good this season it's just been a lot of fun. We've we've done a lot of fun things already, and we still got what a week to go before Christmas gets here, and a lot to do between now and then. So yes, I'm lots ready. of <laughs> lots of Christmas shopping um, still to be done. We're still working on that, and uh, if we're being honest, we can be a little last minute with that, right? We can this year. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing better. We're getting there. We got it. We got a few gifts ready to go. Um, and it's exciting. Well, I would love, since you're here, you just happen to be here on the podcast, which by the way, just to paint the scene, we do not have hot cocoa right now, which is very disappointing, but we are by the Christmas tree and we have our, uh, fake fireplace going, the, the fake lights are glowing and, uh, it just... (laughs) You're making it sound not so cozy. It actually is really cozy. It's so fake. But I feel like I would be dishonest if I was like, the fire is raging because it is a fake. It's an electric fireplace. But however. Hey, we have um, a Woodwick candle (laughs) on your desk. Yes, there is a Woodwick candle here, um, which feels very good. So, fireplace. We're here in the studio, which is our living room. (laughs) And, uh,. And we're going to get into the Christmas spirit. So the first way we're going to kick off this Christmas episode is we are going to answer some of the questions that you amazing listeners have submitted on Instagram over at Podcast Noteworthy. Thank you so much for all of these great questions. And we're going to try to walk through them. We have quite a few here. And I'm going to start, uh, Rachel, by asking the first question. And I'm going to let you answer it. How does that sound? Okay. All right, so this first Christmas question that was submitted on Instagram is, when will y'all release a Christmas song? So we actually just released our first Christmas song this year, just a couple of weeks ago. It's called He Can Save the World. It's on iTunes, it's on Spotify, so it's out. You can go ahead and... Buy it, download it, stream it, whatever you want to do. Absolutely. It's already out. So there you go. It's already there. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. new. It's brand new. Okay. It's so, amazing. Go listen it's to a, it. It's a fun song. Okay. So this is a great question that was submitted. What is a family tradition that surprised your spouse when you got married? I'm going to let you start this one. Oh, man. So, a family tradition that may have surprised you when we got married, right? My family traditions? No, that surprised you 
So f- for me, <laughs> so, what? So so <laughs> something that surprised you about my family tradition, oh, whoa, 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 and then okay. for me, it'd be something that surprised me about your family tradition. Okay. I think yes. Okay, that's what so, I was thinking. Too. So it was something right. that surprised you about my family traditions when we got married seven years ago. I don't feel like I was surprised by any traditions that your family had. Was I? I feel like it was pretty... I don't know. So our family every year, um, when it's Georgia Christmas, um, we like to get up early and kind of... So... Even to this day, it's and it's getting kind of scarce because there's so many people in the family now. But we used to all go over to mom and dad's house and like stay the night oh, there, yeah, so that Eve. we could all wake up there on yeah. Christmas morning. And that was very much a tradition. Um, how did you feel about that? Like actually, like going and oh, staying at the house. I loved that. I thought that was a lot of fun. I thought it was really great. I enjoyed it a whole lot. Yeah, because I think that's something changed. unique that we do that maybe yeah. not every family does. Is we yeah. we go stay the night on Christmas Eve yeah. most of the time. And everyone was grown and still going and just piling up on yeah. Christmas Eve. But then <laughs> as more and more kids came along, it right. isn't as easy to do that with we had um, Judah, Jackson, and Ezra. Um, so Judah and Ezra, ours. Jackson's our nephew. All of them were born with within two years, and taking all the babies over was not as ideal. Right. So we had to make some adjustments. For now, I think the kids would love it if we would do that again. But there was a couple of years there where we weren't really able to do that because you know. You have to take so many things when you <laughs> take babies overnight somewhere. So yeah. Um, so so we get we still get up and go over there early in the morning. One thing that does come to my mind was, uh, f- so for Louisiana Christmas on your side of the family, mm-hmm. we always go to your mama's house, which is such an awesome time. But one thing that took some getting used to was just the one bathroom. Oh my word. Yeah, so for me that was a big thing. So you have funny. like what four or five families. Yeah. Yeah. All staying in a very small house out in near Shreveport. Is it Logan? Well, it's about an hour from Shreveport. It's about an it's hour, an from, hour from civilization. It's at all. so far out I can't even keep it. There is a funny story here. Um where is it? Logan's Logansport. Logansport. Mm-hmm. That it's right on the Texas line, right? Yeah, so like walking distance. you can go to this gas station that has really good pizza, and the gas station <laughs> is in Texas. And so I'm always that guy that's like, I'll say the corny joke that everybody else is thinking. So I'm like, I'm going to run to Texas. I'll be right back <laughs> or whatever. And your family always thinks that it's like completely ridiculous. Well, I mean, it's funny, but you know, we've been doing it our whole lives, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. But <laughs> gotta go over it, to it felt extra special when I came. Oh I was yeah, it I'm was. Kidding. It was extra. So, so yeah, the the one walk. bathroom kind of all getting ready, uh, yeah. and it's just I'm that trying one to bathroom. think about how many people were in that house. But um, there's, there's just there's like two or three bedrooms. I think there were technically only two bedrooms, mm-hmm. and. Uh, she was able to turn one of the rooms into a third, mm-hmm. but still, there's just people sleeping everywhere. Air mattresses, couches, the floor, <laughs> um, and none of us will go get a hotel. Like we just won't no. do it, even though there. And it's there such are a hotels. great time. Like I, yeah, I truly look forward to it. But there's one bathroom. And there's one bathroom, <laughs> and of course, we have to make gumbo and jambalaya. Oh, so yeah, that is okay. a tradition that uh, we are almost always eating Cajun food. On Christmas Day, which to me is just absolutely amazing. So, Jake Walden left a question here that I just do not understand. He said, while fighting the Bumble, all the reindeer stupidly failed to use their power of flight tactically. Rachel, do you understand what this means? <laughs> I feel like this is a Jakeism that needs to be addressed on what this was I thinking. This is a Jakeism. Jake, if you're listening... Go on, listen to what was I yes, thinking. Yes, go listen to what was Jake I Walden. thinking with Jake Walden. And he'll answer that. And for maybe you. Jake can answer yeah. this for you. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Rachel, why don't you read the next question by Savannah? 
So this question is, how long did it take you to write your Christmas single? And since I did not write that, I'm going to let you answer that. So yes, Rachel was not actually... um, This is one of the songs that I wrote sitting down with my guitar, and it happened really, really quick. It wasn't planned. It just kind of happens. Like, inspiration started flowing, and um, I sat down, and I started playing the guitar, and I just sang, It's Christmas time, and the kids are singing. Jingle bells, can you hear them ringing? Which... The story behind that is that both of our kids, Judah and Ezra, which Rachel can attest to this, they sing Jingle Bells all year long. Yeah. Right? I was absolutely determined that they would love the song Jingle Bells. Yes. And your dream came true because they sing it all the time. And um, so that line was significant and kind of special to our family because we hear our kids sing Jingle Bells all year long. And man, it just kind of flew from there. I think the whole song was written... In about 20 minutes, completely over, which kind of cheated on the bridge because it just goes, he can save the world. He can save the world. Ooh, ooh. And that was the, that was the, (laughs) that was the. It sounds better than that. It sounds a little better when you sing it, but that's the whole bridge. So the bridge was pretty easy to write. Um, And yeah, so it was about 20 minutes and that song was completely done. Yeah. So the next question is. What is Nathan's favorite tradition? What is your favorite tradition? Man. So I kind of ruined it because I would say spending the night on Christmas Eve and all waking up together is probably my favorite Christmas tradition. Is this a good time to go ahead and make an announcement to your parents that we're all coming to... Yeah, if you're listening, Mom, we are probably coming to your house (laughs) with our kids on Christmas Eve, Tuesday the night. Merry Christmas. We'll be there. So, Rachel, what's... um, Savannah also asked, what's Rachel's favorite tradition? You know, my favorite tradition for Christmas is not necessarily just Christmas Day. I like... Um, I, I don't feel like it's a complete Christmas season for me unless I have gone somewhere to see really cool Christmas lights, uh, made cookies at some point. It doesn't have to even be like cookies fancy Christmas cookies, which I love to do. Yes. But I just need like um, at least one evening, maybe more, of where we make cookies, hot chocolate, and just enjoy some peace and quiet and Christmas. You know what I mean? Like whether it's just sitting by the tree or we're wrapping gifts at that time or we're going shopping. I just, I don't, I know that sounds so funny, but I just want to experience Christmas things. That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Which by the way, do you think that people can hear this Woodwick candle? I don't think so. You don't think so? Mm-hmm. Okay. Cause it might sound like static, but I think it's okay. It'll sound Christmassy. <laughs> if you hear static, we're very professional. We would never allow static on the show. Nathan would never. It's obviously a Woodwick candle. Okay. All right. So this is, uh, it says it's not a Christmas-related question, but it says, what advice for a young person would you give trying to answer the call of God? Rachel, would you like to take this one, or do you want me to talk on this? I'll let you take that one. Okay, so this is cliche, and I've had this come up a couple of times where it's like, please don't just talk about this again because it's so cliche, but it, it really is so true that if you are trying to answer the call of God on your life, the very first thing you need to do is go talk to your pastor. The, the spiritual authority in your life should know that you feel that you have a call of God on your life. And that you want to walk in that call. And so here's the great part about that advice. You don't have to have all the answers because God is going to help your pastor lead and guide you. So your pastor who knows you and is the shepherd over your life can look at you and say, you know what, here's something you can do now. And whatever your pastor wants you to do, whether it's taking out the garbage or leading worship on Sunday, you do it. 
and that will launch you into your ministry. Yeah. Rachel, anything you want to add to that? Mm, you always give the best advice. Oh, you're sweet. <laughs> okay. So we have quite a few more questions. This is fun, right? You having fun? I am. Cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. Oh, well. Okay. What's your favorite Christmas Christmas tradition as a couple with your kids? Great question. Rachel, I'm definitely going to let you answer this one. Okay, so... I'm going back to the Christmas lights answer because our kids love Christmas lights as much as I do. And so that one is definitely a favorite right now uh, because it's just kind of, um, it's just a fun thing to do. Everywhere we go, if we're driving at night, we are on the hunt for houses that have Christmas lights. We have already gone to Atlanta Motor Speedway to see the Christmas lights there. We've got another trip planned next week to go um, to go see Christmas lights that have been highly recommended to us in a neighborhood. So that's definitely been one of my favorite traditions to do since we've gotten married and had kids. I think even when before we had kids, we liked going and hunting out Christmas lights yeah. or yeah. finding fun. Um, fun places to shop where it was just decorated you know so beautifully right absolutely lovely i love it all right so what was the best gift you've ever received and the best you've given oh man that's a tough one can i start with this one so i'm i'm gonna go back to when i was a little kid because christmas just means so much to you when you're a little kid, right? Like there's just something significant about Christmas as a child. And I almost feel like as adults, we're always searching for that. I know it's kind of deep, but we're always kind of searching for how we felt when we were kids at Christmas time. So for me, I was a little bit of a Toy Story fanatic and all I wanted was the Buzz Lightyear toy. And I remember that everywhere you went, the stores were like, sold out. I mean, they were like COVID tests. You couldn't get them anywhere. Like the the Buzz <laughs> oh Light the Buzz Lightyear. The Buzz Lightyear toy was so popular you could not get it. And I remember um I uh, opened up my gift on Christmas morning and there it was. Buzz Lightyear had the little red button where his wings would pop out and he would turn into you know, Buzz Lightyear Star Command, and he had all the voiceovers, like, with the buttons, and um, I remember, as a little kid, here's why this is my favorite, I remember realizing, as a very little kid, how hard my parents had to work in order to get that toy for me, because I knew, as a little kid, that that toy was very, very hard to find. So it meant so much to me because I knew that my parents probably went to like at least 10 stores before they could find one. So it wasn't just about Buzz. Uh, Lightyear was about the buzz in my heart. Oh my goodness. <laughs> the buzz in my heart. Wow. Of knowing, <laughs> of knowing that my parents would do that for me. So for me as a kid, that was a really sweet gift that I remember associating with the sacrifice of a loving parent. This one is hard for me because I feel like I've received a lot of really special gifts. I love gift giving for that reason that um, people put time and effort and thought into gifts. And I have been a recipient of very special gifts um, over the years because I knew that people put thought, they knew me, you. (laughs) Um, Experiences have probably been my favorite gifts, though. Um, I've had um, things like concert tickets or, you know, something like that given to me that I... It was fun to open on Christmas, but it was fun to have something to look forward to as well. Last year, this was not, I don't know if it was really considered a gift for me, but it meant a lot to me. And um, we received a 
annual pass to the Children's Museum. And we were able to take our kids to the Children's Museum in Atlanta for free whenever we wanted to go this year. And we were able to go several times and enjoy that. And I definitely feel like, even though that's more recent than what you're saying as a, you know, a childhood memory, that's definitely been one of my favorite gifts because I was able to enjoy that for a long time. But as far as giving, mm, I just don't know. I don't know. what you know, my... It's tough. Well, maybe you need to pray and fast about that and we'll circle back around to it. Okay. Done. What do you think? Okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> okay. So why don't you ask the next one? What is your favorite Christmas song, traditional and for church? Okay. Okay, that's tough. So my favorite one for church right now is called Making Room by David and Nicole Binion. Um, because it is truly a, a worship song, and you can really feel the presence of God. Rachel and I have been singing it a lot this December in our travels, and wow, I mean, you can just feel the Holy Ghost like crazy every time so that we good. sing it. Um, so traditional is... Um, Let me guess. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. I love that one. <laughs> But it's in too many reels. <laughs> it's just, let's face it, people. There's too many reels that start with, it's beginning to look a lot. You already know it. Half of your Instagram reels that you looked through tonight started with Michael B. No, Blake. no, no, no. I think it was, you know, the weekend after Thanksgiving when people are putting up their Christmas right. trees. They're That's putting up they, lights and, you know, it's got the light filter too. on it. And it's, it's look, beginning to look thing. a lot. Okay. It isn't Christmas. All it's right, people. Singing. We get it. Okay. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. That's how you start the Christmas season off. Right. Um, traditional, I would probably go with the Christmas song, Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire. But it has to be Nat King Cole. That's the thing for me. Oh, yeah. Gotta Absolutely. be Nat King Cole. What about you? Mine, uh, as far as traditional goes, is uh, Christmas Time is Here. I love oh, that I song. love that. Can and we sing that? Can we record that? Let's do it. Are we allowed to do that? I hope so. Let's make it happen. Are we allowed to record a traditional Christmas song? Will we get kicked off if we just sing it right here, right now? Christmas Christmas time time is here. Happiness (laughs) and cheer. Okay, 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 okay. Fun. Okay, all right. Okay, wider colored lights. Let's name it. We can say this at the same time. One, two, three. White. Sandwiches. We were both thinking the same thing. So ridiculous. <laughs> we were definitely. Oh my word. Okay, so this was a big deal when I was a kid. White lights versus colored lights. Right. I have always liked white lights. And my brother loves colored lights. So my mom was actually a little extra and she would set up two Christmas trees on either side of the house. One had white lights and was, you know, very traditional and pretty and the other one was colored lights and it was just all the fun kids stuff because that is i mean my brother kids love colored lights my brother thought it It was not christmas without colored lights Mm. decorate before or after thanksgiving (sighs) what do you think well for us it's usually like the week of of Thanksgiving yeah. okay, because so, we usually have company and we like to yeah. have our house looking festive. So yeah, I've I haven't really decided what I want to do as far as decorating. Can I tell them my philosophy after. of decorating? If it's only going to be up for like two weeks, it's not worth the work. I agree because it's a lot of I work. Like it's got to be at least I up for a definitely month. Definitely don't. I don't judge. However anybody wants to do it, if you want to set up Christmas in September, then go for it. I don't care. But um, for me, as far as our home, I'm really torn on it. And I have been over the last couple of years because I love Thanksgiving and I love having all of my fall decor for Thanksgiving. But I also love how cozy Christmas 
decorations feel. So this year I actually had both <laughs> on our table and our dining room. Um, our dining room was all fallish feeling our front door, you know, the pumpkins, the wreath, all that stuff. But I did put up our Christmas tree uh, mm-hmm. before Thanksgiving. Right. But um, little accents here and there, fireplace, you know, table, kitchen, all that stuff. The little hints of Christmas came after Thanksgiving. But I'm not opposed to celebrating Actually, before. I'm going to tie in another question okay. that we received that was not on Instagram. Okay. And that question was, is it possible to celebrate Christmas too early? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if so, when would that be? How soon is too early? How soon is too early to be celebrating okay, Christmas? Okay, June or July in the South is too early to be celebrating Christmas. I'm just going to say that. I know Christmas and in my, July my is like a My opinion would be any time before November. Like, uh, November's fine. Like, if you're one of those that, like, the whole month of November you're celebrating, but, like, yeah. you haven't even got through Thanksgiving yet, so you don't want to skip over that because that is... Nobody's skipping over... Look, this is where They it's might be, get... babe. They might be completely okay, unthankful. nobody's skipping over Thanksgiving can... by <laughs> decorating for Christmas or celebrating Christmas. You ungrateful... Hey. No, <laughs> <laughs> no so, that's probably not the case. We now, if you that. remember... When we first got married, I would decorate for Christmas the end of October. Do you remember that? Lord help us. And you never complained. I prefer November. Okay. <laughs> Y'all pray for us. Good thing our time is tied in this room. Our, right now. No, it's not. No, I'm kidding. It's not. We're very happy. Uh, good thing our lives are so busy that. I don't have time to decorate before November. <laughs> it just is not even, it doesn't even cross my mind so, until we get into the, you know, so, exalt. Exalt yes. is kind of our. Exalt is a big part of our like Thanksgiving yeah. time of year. Yep. So thankfully we have a lot of questions, which was so great, but I'm going to try to get through this to keep this segment down. We're 25 minutes into our Q&A. So yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy? Before we hit record, we were like, we're thinking 10 minutes, <laughs> but okay. this is great. Why don't you ask one more question? Okay. So here's one that I did want to talk about because it came up from multiple people and um, it was on the subject of Santa Claus. Yeah. So, I mean, multiple people ask this, obviously people want to know. Do your kids know about Santa? And if so, how is Santa explained in your house? Now, if you're listening to this podcast and you're not really, maybe you weren't raised as a person of faith or raised in a churched atmosphere, this may seem kind of foreign to you. However, um, some people struggle with, you know, teaching kids about Santa because they feel like it takes away from the story of Jesus Christ, you know, born in Bethlehem. And of course, that that certainly could be the case, depending on how the parent handles it. But we would like to give you our take on this. And we're certainly uh, not experts on the subject. But Rachel, take it away. It's all oh, yours. <laughs> oh, man. We would love to impart man. wisdom. All right, Rachel, go ahead and impart wisdom. Okay. 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 So I love Santa. I'm all about <laughs> Christmas, but I will say this: um, our kids know who Santa is. So you believe in false gods? <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> Back off! They just saw Santa. I'm just kidding. Um, yesterday, they did at a Christmas yeah. tree farm. Right. So <laughs> we're all in. But um, as far as their we don't view of Santa. We don't teach them about Santa. He's though. a Christmas character, right? Yeah. Right. So, our take on it as parents, and keep in mind, our oldest son is four years old. Okay, so we're not like experts on the subject because I know when they turn like five and six and seven, you start getting more questions about Santa. Our take is, I don't think we ever say 
Santa. Do you want Santa to bring that? To do you, you want Santa to bring yeah. you this? Oh, Santa got you this. What do you want Santa to bring uh, for Christmas? I need to get credit for that. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. No, <laughs> hey, we but actually are of that opinion. That, we we do not yeah. like teach them about Santa. However, and this maybe not maybe not everybody agrees with us on this, but I'm not like we very much believe in teaching our kids to to feed their imagination and we love the idea of of our kids having a big imagination and believing in things so we don't teach on santa but i wouldn't look at my son and be like oh yeah and if you have a child in the car you should probably yeah, I, mute this <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. um so here's your chance to pause it and listen to this in a moment without your kids however pause we're back um I would not look at my kid and be like, there is no Santa and you should not believe in Santa. So we don't approach it like that. And we very much, um, in our house, Jesus is at the center of everything we do. And of course, that would just bleed over into the Christmas season. Um, we sit down at bedtime and we talk about Bethlehem and the manger and the baby Jesus, because that's what we want our kids to uh, grow up in and because that's what Christmas is all about. So we don't squash Santa, but we definitely, (laughs) (laughs) and I, and if they want to leave out milk and cookies, listen, I'll eat those milk and cookies every year as long as my kids believe. So I I don't have a problem with that. I have really sweet memories of being at my grandparents' house as a child and did you believe my, (laughs) no, did you ever believe in Santa? It was never a conversation like, um, like what we were saying, like, you know, Santa's coming, he's going to bring you all these gifts and all this stuff. We never talked about like that. It was kind of like the way we do just, it was just a part of, of (laughs) Christmas. But I do remember my grandmother wanted us so badly to, um, to believe and, she did all the things. She had the super cool fireplace where, you know, like that's where he was coming. And we had to be asleep if we wanted to go. Anyways, but she did put out milk and cookies. And they would make sure they, being the adults, would make sure that some of the cookies were eaten. And some of the, you know, they'd drink the milk. I love that. And that was kind of funny. A fun memory to think of is waking up and that was... A whole thing, you know. I have no memories of believing in Santa. <laughs> no, it sounds kind of sad. I don't either. I have, like I, said, I have no a, memories of like story. believing it. And my parents would say things like, "Oh, Santa," but my parents are like the worst at like, like this sounds terrible. But like, if they're teasing about something, you can always tell, like by looking yeah, at their oh, yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. So when they when they would talk about Santa. As a kid, I could just always tell, like, mommy and daddy don't think there's a Santa. Like, I could always tell. Um, so that wasn't really a part of my my childhood. But I remember, like, thinking it was fun and my parents letting me explore my imagination. And I and I appreciated yeah. that as a kid. So We probably just lost so many friends who let their kids listen to this with them. Now they have experience. Guys, I'm so sorry if you have little kids that believe in santa claus oh don't say it like that is that santa oh nathan Nathan. (laughs) santa is real kids oh nathan all right well let's get to the next segment this has been fun uh and now we are going to be diving in to some christmas trivia so stick around to hear if rachel is a christmas (laughs) genius let's go Okay, guys, welcome to the special Christmas trivia segment of The Noteworthy with Nathan and Rachel French today. Sweetheart, are you ready to be challenged on your Christmas knowledge? No, I'm not. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. You're not ready? No. At all. (laughs) (laughs) I'm as ready as I'm going to be. Okay, well, this game is called Christmas Genius. Okay, 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 okay. You ready? Pressure. <laughs> Did I sound podcasty there? Christmas genius. Very podcasty. Yeah. Here we go. Mm-hmm. They have frozen. <laughs> what? <laughs> 
They have four legs, antlers, and can fly. <laughs> Uh, reindeer? What are they? <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Good job, I babe. feel like I need a buzzer system. I can't afford a sound effects board, so I'm having to do all my own oh, sound wait. effects. Oh, no, 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 no. I got the sound effects <gasps> app. Can you pull I, them up? I definitely do. Pull them up. Ajita loves this app. Let's get those ready. Okay, and let's test it to make sure we have it ready. You got one point. Oh, wonderful. And if you can get... Five out of ten points, you are not a cotton-headed ninny muggins. That's the rule of the game. <laughs> that felt good. Yeah. Okay. All right, let's try this one. Okay, that's for if you fail. Okay. okay. Okay? And you have to hold it real close to the mic because um, we don't have a soundboard. Ready? Yes. It's a long drum roll. Whoa, that's a really long drum roll. <laughs> it ah. shines in the sky and is also on. <laughs> what? <laughs> you cannot make it through these questions. It's so easy. <laughs> okay, here we go. It shines in the sky and is also on top of most trees. Christmas trees. <laughs> Could it be stars? <laughs> that is the correct answer. I need um Wait, you didn't use the sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's continue, shall <laughs> okay, we? Sorry, I'm not very good at this. Okay, set me up. Okay. You um, ready? Okay, okay, okay. What do you want? What kind of sound effect do you want? Suspense. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Well, I'm waiting. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay, oh. I got all this. <laughs> okay, I don't know if they can hear both of us at the same time. Okay, I it's don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to make it stop. It's red. Okay. It glows, and it's a guiding force. Rudolph's nose. <laughs> that is correct. Good job, babe. You are just two points away from not being a cotton-headed ninny muggins. Oh, that's good to know. You ready? I'm ready. What do children leave for Santa to eat and drink? <laughs> um, let's see. Maybe uh, uh, cookies and... Eggnog? <gasps> that is the incorrect answer. <laughs> it is milk it's and milk. Oh, it's I'm milk. so I sorry. No, I don't want to be a kind-headed nigga. Sorry. <laughs> you only have two out of three points. Wait, no. Okay. Did we ask four questions? Or no, three? you know I knew the answer to that last one. Just give me okay. the point. Just You're give pretty, me the point. so I'm going to give it to okay, you. Okay, thanks. Four. Here we, we go. Have a dual. You ready? That's a- What was the animal that didn't stir on the night before Christmas? Not a creature was stirring. Not even a mouse. Mouse is the correct answer. Not a creature at all. So you are already not a cotton-headed ninny muggins. Thank you. However, you could be promoted... To elf status. Oh, what? If you get the next two. I've correct. always wanted to be an elf. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. You ready? Yeah. In the Peanuts Christmas special, Charlie Brown is in charge of what? A Christmas play. That is the correct answer. I love Charlie Brown. Merry Christmas, Charlie Brown. Did you know that Christmas time is here? It's part of Chris, uh, Charlie Brown. I did. Christmas time is here. The wise men brought these gifts to Jesus. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. You are correct. <laughs> well done. Well done, babe. Thank you. Here we go. Sound effects, please. 
Rachel is giving her sound effects. Name the reindeer that is oh, my <laughs> word. Name the reindeer that is fifth place on Santa's sleigh. Comet. Wow, that was good. Yes. That was so fast. In the Nativity story. <laughs> I love how these go from like Santa to like Jesus in such a quick moment. Yeah. In the Nativity but story, Joseph traveled to this city where Jesus was born. Bethlehem. That is the correct answer. <laughs> okay, I think we got one more. The wise men went to this king first to find Jesus. I'll give you a hint. Herod. Yes, good job. See, just me offering a hint. Just let it click for you. I actually just read about that today. No joke. So I I was trying to make sure that I wasn't wrong. but I Well, this has been Christmas. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed this segment. All right, guys, so this has been Christmas Trivia. Stick around for one more phase of the Christmas Spectacular as we dive into some devotion called Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire. Stick around to see what that's all about. All right, well, we've had a lot of fun today, and so we wanted to take a moment um, to share a thought with you, maybe that um, can take you to a little bit of a more spiritual place during your Christmas travels this week. Rachel, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Matthew 1 and 21 says, this is the New King James Version, And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. So I, uh, I earlier in the show, we mentioned my favorite Christmas traditional song do you remember that yes do you remember what it was the christmas song that's right it's that song that opens Mm -hmm. uh it's commonly referred to as chestnuts roasting on an open fire due to its famous opening lyrics and has been spreading yuletide spirit since 1945 when it was written by pianist mel torme and lyricist bob wells And uh, while this beloved tune has been recorded by numerous artists over the years, none are more popular than Nat King Coles, who recorded it four times over the course of his career. Did you know that? Mm, I didn't. The writer of the Christmas song made over $50 million in royalties throughout his lifetime before he passed in 1999. And every December we hear that line, Dozens, if not hundreds of times, chestnuts roasting on an open fire. What's the next line? Jack Frost nipping at your nose. So good. Everybody knows that song. Um, a matter of fact, my parents were in Serbia, and there were people literally roasting chestnuts on an open fire in the streets, and... They yeah, were playing this song in Serbia. Mm-hmm. And the image was a memory from Wells' childhood in Boston when there'd be vendors on street corners at Christmas serving up paper cones full of roasted chestnuts. Now, I've sang this song, listened to this song hundreds of times. One of my favorite Christmas songs. And the other day, you and I were walking through a grocery store, Publix, 
and we saw that they had chestnuts for sale and I had gone my entire life and never seen chestnuts for sale anywhere and I instantly told Rachel we're buying these I've never experienced chestnuts roasting on an open fire which we just so happened to have just gotten a fire pit and so we started a fire outside and roasted them for the very first time you say Nathan where are you going with this well here's where I'm going That's when it hit me. I had been singing about something for 30 years that I had never experienced for myself. All my life I'd been singing about chestnuts roasting on an open fire, and I had never experienced it for myself. And could it be that we do that sometimes as Christians Wouldn't it be a shame to sing about Jesus and never really experience him? How crazy would it be to sing about baptism but never be baptized? And and when you sing about the King of Glory, have you ever actually danced in his presence? When you sing, when I think about the Lord, do you ever actually shout hallelujah? And could it be that sometimes we get so distracted in the Christmas season that we don't actually always experience what we're singing about. And so Psalm 34 and 8 says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And so I just want to encourage you guys during this Christmas season that uh, it's time to go start a fire and go buy some chestnuts. Now, what does that mean? (laughs) That means it's time to start experiencing what we're singing about during Christmas. It's time to experience Christmas. We need an experience with Jesus Christ, and we need to understand what we are celebrating at Christmas time, the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we sing about the birth of a Savior, but let's make sure that we're experiencing what we're singing about. For some, Christmas can be a social season, and for others, Christmas can be a lonely season. And uh, I want to remind you today that Emmanuel is translated God with us. And to experience Christmas, you need to remind yourself in the Holy Ghost that God is with me. God has never forsaken me. He came down to earth and became like me so that I could become like him. So I'm going to pass it over to Rachel and... um, I think uh, you're going to give us some tips on, okay, here's the challenge. Let's experience, you know, we sing about peace on earth, but are we living in anxiety during Christmas? We sing about joy to the world, but are we really experiencing joy during Christmas? How do we experience, Rachel, how do we experience what we're singing about and make sure that we're not actually missing out on the season with how hectic it can be? Yeah, you know, I mentioned it earlier how I really like experiences at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. And part of that is it, for me, I want to experience peace on earth. I want to experience all is calm, all is bright, joy to the world, that sort of thing. So when I think about how do we do that, how do we have peace on earth during the holidays? You know, peace in our home, peace in our mind. And the answer is to eat lots of pie. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Wow. I'm just kidding. That was some deep revelation. (laughs) That's my first thought. Um, Lots of pie. You know. What kind um, of pie, though? You know, chocolate silk pie or your favorite <sighs> pecan pie. My, my, you know, my, 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 my. Um, but God. no, on a serious note. So <clears throat> I believe that we have to be intentional and it, just intentional in everything that we do. But three things I would say we need to be intentional about is um, time, family, and money. Well, that's super practical. That's really good, though. That's really good advice. It can really steal your peace. You're absolutely right. Um, but first off, to be intentional about your time, not to sound cliche, but I don't want to forget the reason for this season. 
I want to be intentional to take time to pray and seek the Lord through this season because it is such a spiritual season. It, I mean, the whole reason that we celebrate Christmas is because we've taken this time to focus on the birth of Jesus and the fact that he robed himself in flesh and walked this earth to lead us by example, make disciples out of us, you know, be, become the ultimate sacrifice for us so that we can, you know, be saved and have eternal life and be forgiven of our sins, you know, all of those things. And to take this time to really focus in on that and reflect on that. I think we should be intentional that um, in the time of celebrating that part of that is being faithful to church in our time, in our attendance, um, and in our giving. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, That's make good. Make sure that we're praying and reading our Bibles. That's and, good. You know, we have to make sure that we're not filling up our calendars with something just every single day to the point where fun stuff isn't actually fun anymore. It's just right. obligations that, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> we've made yeah, no, and that's it's good. exhausting. So I feel like we have to be really intentional about our time during the holidays that we take time for people who bring us peace and joy and places who bring us peace and joy. I like that. Um, uh, the second thing to be intentional about, is your family. Hmm. You know, maybe you're uh, married and maybe you have kids, maybe you don't. But I believe that if you are and if you do, then it's important to make sure you're blocking out quality time for your spouse, for your kids. You know, do things together as a family. But, you know, if you are taking an evening to do some Christmas shopping, be intentional that it's not a stressful situation, make it a date night, you know, and go eat some place fun and buy some fun things. I love and, date nights. You know, um, get all of your Christmas shopping done at one time, in my opinion. <laughs> and eat some cheesecake. Uh, you know, I mean, cheesecake is always, it's always good, but yeah. I definitely <clears throat> believe that it's important to be intentional about our family. And, you know, for us, that is definitely important. And I know that we talked about this a little bit last year too, um, protecting our peace on earth when it comes to family dynamics. And, um, while we are very blessed with great families, um, I know that there's a lot of people listening that maybe, uh, family gatherings at the holidays. Sorry, that's my computer. Um, maybe a family gatherings at the holidays are not peaceful and you, may you may you know not feel complete peace when it comes to um the holidays um but i do believe that it's important to be intentional still that you love your family that you're there for your family and you're taking the time to make sure that they know that and you know going back to being intentional about your time if it's a situation where you need to protect your peace, then you limit your time. You set a time and, you know, um, be intentional to protect your peace. And that that's okay. That's okay. If that's your dynamic, then, you know, you have permission to protect your, your mind, protect your heart, and take the Lord with you. But, you know, I do believe it's important that we don't get wrapped up in the, the chaos or comparison um, and that's across the board when it comes to this time of year, whether it's gift giving, you know, decorating, um, again, family dynamics. We don't want to uh, play the comparison game for sure. We want to do what's best for each of us as our own family units. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Well, that was some some great advice. And I think that's the key in your December is that you take some time and just apply these, these practical tips to your life. You have three of them. Rachel, run through them real quick. What are the top three? Yeah. So I I only mentioned it very, very briefly at the beginning, but to be intentional about your time, time, be intentional about your family and to be intentional about your budget. Mm. And again, time, family, 
and I think you said money the first time, yeah. but your budget, um, these three things, if you can kind of get a grip on them and, uh, get, take hold of the reins with these things. Um, and I'm just going to kind of echo what Rachel said. Don't give into the pressure with, with, uh, Christmas budgets and everything. Um, you just do what you can. You know, I was talking to the youth group, um, this Sunday and, and for you listeners, Rachel does our kids choir, uh, in December, uh, every year for our Christmas program. So usually for the three weeks leading up to Christmas, she is not in youth class because she's teaching the kids choir. And so she was not in the class to hear this. So this will be the first time she's hearing this, but I was talking to the students about the difference between expensive and costly. Mm. And yeah, that's good. we know from the life of Jesus that God is always more concerned with costly than he is expensive. Let me give you an example. Okay, so there's the poor widow and the rich men, and the rich men give this great amount, and the poor widow only gives two mites, which is less monetarily than what the rich man give. But Jesus looks at her and says, she gave more than ye all. Because what she because she gave all that she had, the rich man gave out of great abundance. She gave of all she had, and so this teaches us that the heart of Jesus is just looking for people to give in a costly manner. What is what is something that you can do? Don't compare it to to somebody else. You do what you can do. This is how Jesus views us. And if he is the ultimate giver of gifts, then surely he should be the ultimate symbol uh, that we should pattern ourselves after during Christmas time. Just yeah. do what you can and give something that would be special to somebody. It's not about how expensive it is. It just means it came from your heart, and that's going to be enough, I yeah. promise you. So, guys, I love you. And, Rachel, I've so enjoyed doing this <laughs> episode with you. Thank you Thank for... You. Um, doing this with me every year. This is definitely my favorite episode of the year for me getting to do this with you. Thank you for letting me be a part. And it is um, customary to end this podcast with prayer. It's what we do because we believe that prayer changes things. So we try to always pray. And um, Rachel, I love you and I love your prayer life and I love to hear you pray. So I was going to ask if you would do us the honors this Christmas season of uh, just praying over the listeners, and then we're going to let them go. But would you pray over them? And I would ask you to just pray for safe travels as well for everybody that's going to be traveling. And we'd be honored if you'd pray over us today. Yeah, let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, for the opportunity to be able to minister to others, to be able to do this together and to remind people that you are a peaceful God, that you are a loving God. And I pray over every single listener right now that you would protect their minds and protect their hearts, that you would speak healing, emotional healing, physical healing, spiritual healing, that this would be a season of true healing and peace in their lives. I pray for protection as they travel, protection everywhere that they go, that you would just give them Thank you, you know, undeniable wisdom and and joy, just joy unspeakable, Lord, peace that passes all understanding. I pray that you would just help us all to be everything that you have called us to be. Help us to end out this year strong and to go into the year 2022 stronger than we've ever been before. Help us to walk in the calling that you've placed in our lives. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Well, guys, I love you. Thank you so much for tuning in to this very special episode of the Noteworthy Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan French, and I am just so honored to get to be a part of your holiday season this year. I know Rachel feels the same. Sweetheart, let's go make some hot cocoa, shall we? Sounds good. All right, guys, I love you. Merry Christmas. We'll see you next time.
Thank you.